We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Back in the sports talk, welcoming in Justin Mello from the NFL Draft, NFL Draft Analyst from the Draft Network. Sorry, Justin, how you doing today? Doing well. Appreciate you guys for having me on. Uh, big buzz uh, in these parts has been what is going on with Hendon Hooker. I know he took to the podium today, obviously not taking part in any of the drills at the Combine as he's recovering from his ACL injury, but uh, general... A feeling about what the quarterback had to say today. How's he doing? Did he mention any progress at all? Yeah, so I actually got to speak with Hendon myself personally okay. about uh, two, two and a half weeks ago. Um, he was ahead of schedule uh, on the rehab, which was, was really good news for him. Uh, if, if you watched him today speak at the podium, and really anyone that spent time around him, incredibly impressive young man. And I can't stress that enough. Incredibly impressive. I, I had a chance to have a really good conversation with him. We were on the phone for about an hour a couple of weeks ago, just, you know, going through his story, talking about his journey to Tennessee and to the NFL draft. And I'm just blown away with uh, the maturity, the personality, the attitude, the mindset. I'll tell you, he's got all the intangibles. Whichever locker room is going to be, you know, lucky enough to get Hendon Hooker in it, uh, they're going to welcome him immediately. And they're going to welcome him with open arms. And and I, I won't be very long in my opinion, before he becomes one of those leaders of that team, whether he's a starter or the backup, he's the kind of guy with uh, you know an infectious amount of energy. I think guys are going to look to um, for advice and, and whatever they need a helping hand. R- really, really impressive young man. Yeah, and kind of just keeping on the the quarterback train. I know one of the kind of amusing things that came up today was Anthony Richardson kind of taking uh, not offense, but just you know. Feeling a little slighted by the project label that has been thrown around. You know, can you can you talk about you know what you heard from Anthony today, and do you think he is a project? Yeah, I thought he handled it very well. Right, I thought the way he handled the question. The first thing I noticed when he stepped up to the podium, first of all, anyone that that, that kind of has been there and seen him, um, wow, in terms of the build, right, like just. Right. A massive, massive human being for a quarterback. Really, really impressive. Uh, when you turn on the tape, look, there there are moments where you question some of the decision-making, I think. And look, this was a first-year starter in 2022, right? Like, that stuff 
is going to happen. I, I think that's very, very normal, especially with what, you know, they've gone through at Florida there with some of the coaching changes and everything. It was going to be an uphill battle for him. But the, what I say is, you know, the highs are extremely high, and then the lows were a little low. I don't know that it's fair to call him a project per se, because I do think you have to appreciate what he was able to accomplish playing in the SEC, right? This guy was not playing low-level football, right? Typically speaking, they were playing very good defenses on a weekly basis, and, and he would go out there and 100, 150, 200 rushing yards, two, three rushing touchdowns, threw for 17 touchdowns this year. So um, I, I think there's certainly a bit of a learning curve here uh, with him, and, and whichever team gets him, I think you'd be better off maybe sitting him on the bench for a year and having him learn. That doesn't always happen in today's NFL, especially if you're a first-round quarterback. But, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to age myself here, but, we, you know, you remember when it happened with Patrick Mahomes even just a few years ago and it happened with Aaron Rodgers way back in the day? I still think that's a, a pretty good way for a young quarterback to learn, especially one that, that only started one day uh, – sorry, started for one season in college. Looking here at some of the numbers from the cornerback workouts today and seeing uh, DJ Turner pretty much winning the day at corner. Only two last year had a 4.2640 um, or less. Uh, pretty impressive um, numbers from Turner. I, I didn't think that he was going to be able uh, to put up that fast a uh, time out there. Yeah, extremely impressive, right? And some of the others were, were good as well, right? The broad jump was good, 38-and-a-half-inch vertical. Right. Um, and, and when you watch the tape, you know, of course you're always a little surprised when someone runs a 4-2-6, but I did think he was very athletically gifted. I hmm. thought the deep speed on tape was unbelievable. So I, I'm, I'm certainly not surprised that he tested as well as he did. I think, again, when you watch him, you, you, you see this as a man coverage cornerback, right, that wants to play on the boundary, wants to be one-on-one because, he, you know, he can sink his hips, he can change direction, he trusts his speed. He was routinely in the hip pocket, you know, of opposing receivers. Uh, Michigan, and they played a little zone coverage as well in 2022. So I thought that was good for him to have experience, you know, with, with a variety of different looks and schemes. I thought the football IQ um, was pretty good. I, I think where your questions are on him, and, and I noticed this immediately on tape and the measurements, I think reinforced it. You know, the part not everyone's talking about is the length, the height, the weight, right? 5'11 today, uh, 178, 30 inch arms, right? Doesn't even reach 31 inch arms. You know, the NFL, they love those, you know, 33, 32, 33, and he's got, you know, 30 and, and not even a half. So there are questions there about how that can impact him at the catch point. I think at the next level, look, there are a lot of talented, undersized cornerbacks in the next level where sometimes when they give something up, they're in the right place. They did everything right. They just don't have, you know, the arm length or the measurables or whatever it is to make the play, right? The body can't always make the play that the mind does. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. But certainly um, he won the day, and I think he made himself some money in Indianapolis. Gotcha. Now, so kind of just putting on your putting on your Saints hat for a second here. Um, you know, as as you're kind of watching all of the players on the field this weekend, thinking about, okay, the back end of the first round, 29 in that range, if you were looking for, okay, these are players I'm looking at because that would be someone that I'd be targeting in that range. Is there anyone that kind of sticks out to you that maybe a Saints fan should be honing in on? Well, let me ask you this. Do you have a position or two that you think you might be looking at there at the back end of the first? There's so many. Um, defensive <laughs> interior is, is one that I think if the Saints are making a, a need pick, uh, 
that would be it. A defensive tackle, nose tackle in that range. If not that, maybe an edge rusher. If you're looking at offense, maybe a guard. Yeah, I don't know that you know Nolan Smith is going to get there anymore um, after after what he did there. Uh, you know, with the the four point three nine forty at two hundred and thirty eight pounds is just absolutely silly, right? But if he's there at the back end of the first round, and, and he might be, I, I I had thought at the time that you know he was probably go somewhere in the range of you know twenty five to forty, and you know again. He could go a little earlier now, but that's a guy out of Georgia uh, that I really like. Don't sleep on on, on B.J. Ojolari out of LSU. I thought he had a, a, a pretty damn good combine as well. 6'2", 248. Four, yeah, 34. Yeah, of course, 34-inch yeah, arm. So I thought I thought he had um, a, a pretty good day as well. Defensive tackle, I don't know that I would go one there. I, I think it might be a little early. I, I really like Keon White out of Georgia Tech, if you're not familiar with him. 6'4", 280, 34-inch arms. Put up 30 reps on the bench press. Well, that's harder to do, right, when you got those 34-inch arms. So super impressive that he's able to hit 30 reps. I, I, I love the player, love. I thought he wasn't getting enough hype a few months ago. Now it feels like it's going a little the other way with him. Uh, Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin is a guy that I really like. I see him more as a second-round pick. I'm excited for people to get more eyes on him. He's a guy I was really high on before the Senior Bowl, and I thought he was excellent out there in Mobile. I think he's got a chance to go in that 45-50 to 50 pick range. In terms of two guards i really like osiris torrance out of florida i think he's gonna stun some people tomorrow when he gets on the scale um there in indianapolis i think a lot of people are expecting 345 350 i I think he's gonna be 325 330 and that's gonna surprise people probably more athletically gifted um than he gets credit for and cody mock out of north dakota state people keep giving me uh you know crap for calling him a potential first round pick but this is a guy that can play all five positions across the offensive line. He played tackle at North Dakota State. Everyone assumes he's going to kick inside at the next level. I do think he's a better fit at guard, but they even had him snap the ball a little uh, in Mobile, and he looked really good doing it. So if I'm looking at guard there in, in that range there, the back end of the first round where New Orleans is kicking, I think Osiris Torrance or Cody Mock makes a lot of sense. Yeah, definitely curious. A little more info with Osiris Torrance. He's definitely a guy, for me at least, doing these mock drafts on a daily basis now is someone that seems to fall in that 29 range for the Saints. Yeah, really, really good football player. Look, I'll, I'll put my hand up and admit that when, when he went to the Senior Bowl, I had questions on him. You know, when I watched the tape, this is a really big guy, right? He was listed, I think, over 350, 360. And when I watched the tape, I, I, I thought he looked 350, 360 to the point where I'm like, I don't know that this guy is going to be a universal fit for every scheme you know at that size he might have to play in a gap power scheme only and some teams might you know not have them on their board because of that boy was i wrong you know i, I thought he went to the senior bowl uh in, incredible mover looked at no one got by him really like those practices you know they they draw a crowd right those one-on-one pass rushing reps that's yeah. what everyone wants to watch he stonewalled everyone it was, it was a conveyor belt just line him <laughs> up no one was able to run through him no one was able to get around him he was incredible. He's got a ton of uh, uh, meetings here at the Combine, formal meetings I was able to report on yesterday on my on my Twitter account. I don't believe the Saints were one of them yesterday, but hope they might still get in the mix there. Uh, just really impressive. I do think he's going to go higher than people think. I think he's a first-round pick. At least that's the feedback I, I've been able to get from scouts and teams that I've spoken with. Um, so certainly if Saints fans are thinking that that's too early for Osiris Torrance, I, I think they'll be proven wrong. 
I don't know if they'll be too early, but they definitely might not be happy if the Saints end up going offensive line yeah, in the first round. There's something about drafting a guard that makes the fans sad. I don't know why. It's just not it's an not exciting sexy. position. Right? No, not, definitely yeah, right? not. It's right. not exciting. Exactly. You know, and so I think this is – we can kind of go from here. Is So we talked about Hendon Hooker a little bit. You know, where would you expect him to go if you were kind of pegging a range? Is he a second-round pick? Is he a third-round pick? You know, I, I'm trying to – it's kind of weird with quarterbacks because if you believe a quarterback is the guy, it's like I don't know if there is a too early to take him. But at a certain point, it's like, okay, all these names on the board at 29, this probably doesn't make sense when you could get a guy in the third round. So where would you kind of see his range? Yeah, I, I do think personally, and I, I agree with your assessment there, it's always weird with quarterbacks. I would feel comfortable if it was, you know, if I was pegging him into a round here, I think round three or four mm-hmm. probably makes the most sense for him. But I, because, you know, I, I agree with your assessment, I wouldn't be surprised if he was a second round pick. I'll admit, I'd be stunned if he was a first rounder, even there at, you know, 29, 30th overall, just because of the ACL. Right. You know, there's a good chance this first year for him is going to be, a, you know, a red shirt year, essentially. Right. Keep in mind, he's also, you know, he's about 25 years old, right? So he may not see his first NFL action potentially until 26, right? If you're giving him the entire rookie season off. I, I think that may be a tough pill to swallow for some franchises when it comes to do I draft this guy at the end of the first round or, or early second. But uh, for me, I think he's a, a, a third or fourth round pick. But because of what you say, you know, the need at quarterback, if you think he's the guy, you don't care uh, that he might miss the first few months or you don't care that he's 25 or 26. Uh, if you think he's the guy, then you probably do take him in the second round. Now, one more, one, a couple more local guys, too. Uh, two Tulane kids that I think are really intriguing, both were at the Senior Bowl, is uh, Tajay Spears and, and uh, Darnell Washington. I get that? No, Dorian Williams. Duh. Darnell Washington is the tight end from Georgia. He was stuck in my brain. Dorian Williams uh, from Tulane. I'm curious if you've had any chance to look at them in particular and if you have any impressions uh, one way or the other. I have. Yeah, I mean, Tajay Spears, I, I don't know that there was a, a better running back in Mobile, right, right at, at the senior bowl than him. He was electric. And look, I, I'll be honest, that environment, it's set up for guys like him to win, right? Like those one-on-ones with linebackers and safeties, those are really tough environments to put defenders in, right? It is not skewed in their favor. Just like I always say, when you do the one-on-one pass rushing reps, that skews in the favor of the D lineman. Well, it's the other way around, right? When we're doing these pass catching drills one on one. But he did what he had to do. Look, we know he's a little undersized. That probably means he's not a bell cow at the next level, right? I think you're going to have to pair him with someone in the backfield, like most NFL offenses are doing nowadays, right? There are only so many, um, you know, Derrick Henrys and, and Saquon Barkleys in the NFL. So uh, I think you get him into a backfield, you pair him with a guy that's probably got, you know, a bit more weight on him, a bit more power, a bit taller. And I think you really like that pairing. He did what he had to do. He's dynamic, shifty, explosive. Um, I, I can't wait to see what he's going to do at the next level. He's a really fun kid, too. He's another one I got a chance to speak with um, uh, for about 30, 40 minutes a few weeks ago. And uh, incredibly confident, uh, full of personality, very colorful, big fan of the kid. I think he's going to have a good chance there. Um, Dorian Williams, I thought some of the measurements were, were good on him. We know, you know, a little undersized at, at six foot two twenty eight. But one thing that struck me was he got these ten inch hands, right? What, what, usually you don't see that on a, on a six foot two hundred and twenty eight pound linebacker, and the length is good too, right? Arms longer than, than thirty two inches. 
Um, I, I, you know, he played a lot of football there at Tulane. He led them in tackles in 2020 and 2022. He's a good athlete when I watch him on tape. I, I watched a lot of him at Tulane because I was super interested in his skill set. He's today's linebacker, right? I think he's really good in coverage. He can drop back there. He's great in pursuit. So I think this is a guy that can play a role for you. Now, of course, when it comes to those traditional rundowns, He's going to struggle to play through contact, to get off blocks when, you know, if a guard climbs to the second level, it's probably over for him, right? That's not uh, an advantageous uh, situation for him. But I think you get him on the field on third. I think early in his career, he's going to play special teams. I think he'll be a really good special teams player. And then I think you get him onto the field on those, you know, third and obvious passing downs. And he's so athletic. He's so terrific in coverage. I do think he'll bring something to the next level. Talking with the Draft Network's Justin Mello right now. And I'm uh, just curious, uh, how many of these tight ends do you have in the top 50, 60 of your draft prospects? Because this season just seems to be an overload at the position, and we're definitely hoping here that the Saints can capitalize on that and bring someone in. Yeah, it's a really, really good tight end class. It really is. And, I, and I've got a whole bunch of them in my top 50, top 60. I, I'm still a huge fan. Of, of Michael Mayer out, yeah. out of Notre Dame. I think um, I, I think we've got a little bit uh, tired of hearing about Michael Mayer, right? Like you're seeing all of a sudden he's sliding down draft boards. I, I know he's probably not the greatest athlete, and I think people are going to ding him for that a little bit. But for me, um, I thought he was a really easy evaluation. I think he's a dominant, dominant football player, and I've got an extremely high grade on him. Like, I, I would feel comfortable drafting him even around, you know, somewhere between 10 to 15th overall. Uh, that's how good I think he is. And, and that's even with me taking uh, positional value uh, into consideration. You, and then you talk, You mentioned Darnell Washington from Georgia earlier. Excited to get some of the official mes- measurements. Was listed at 6'7", 265. And I don't think that'll be far off, right? I think he's a ginormous human being that's well, an athletic mismatch for safeties and linebackers. He's going to be a massive target in the red zone. And he's going to be a safety blanket across the middle, right? Because uh, he'll, he's always going to be there and he's going to be open. So uh, he's another one I'm a big fan of. Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. You talk about probably um, some of the best route running uh, and uh, ball skills out of this tight end class. Again, he's a dynamic weapon at the catch point. He's probably the one that reminds me the most of Travis Kelsey in this class. Unfortunately, you watch him against USC, by the way, 16 catches for 234 yards and a touchdown this year. I mean, nobody can cover him. Uh, Tucker Kraft out of South Dakota State, another one I think is not getting enough attention. That's probably because, you know, A, he went to a small school. B, he didn't play a ton of football in 2022 due to an injury. But if you, if you have a chance to turn on the 2021 tape, he was unbelievably productive. Uh, they've had some good tight ends come through there, right? Dallas Goddard come through there. So we know it's a school that knows what it's doing uh, with tight ends. They know how to develop these guys. I'm really excited to watch him at the next level. And the final one, I've got in my top 60 is Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State. I'm a huge, huge fan of this kid. He's starting to get some of that first-round buzz, and I think that's warranted. 6'5", 255, a hand larger than 10 inches, uh, unbelievably versatile, big athletic pass catcher. Football runs in his blood. You know, Again, this is a guy I got to speak with um, a few weeks ago for at length, and his father was, has been an offensive coordinator in the NFL for a long time. His, uh, uh, sorry, his uncle, I mean, uh, was offensive coordinator in the NFL for a long time. His dad was a quarterback as well. So this guy loves 
football. Like, you talk to him about football, you can tell he's been around the game since he was a baby, two, three years old, and it's all he's ever wanted to be. Ever since he could talk and what do you want to do, he wants to be a football player. And I think he plays with that same passion, uh, tenacity, and energy on film. You know when you're, you're talking to a guy and you can just feel that he's not BSing you? Like, this guy loves football through and through. So, I'm a huge fan of Luke Musgrave. I do think he can get into that first-round conversation. The New Orleans Saints are in a good position. It's a good year to need a tight end. There are a lot of guys, even in the later rounds, I like. Uh, Sam Laporta out of Iowa is a guy that I like a lot. I I really like the kid that was down at the Senior Bowl as well, Payne Durham from Purdue. I thought he was terrific in Mobile. Michigan's got a tight end that's pretty darn good as well. So, really good year to need a tight end this year. Justin, another position that's kind of been devalued, but it's also deep with this draft class, is the running back position. I wanted to know what your thoughts were on Bijan Robinson, where he'll go in the first round, and then how that would also play out for the rest of the running back class, because it's really stacked from top to bottom. So I just want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, like I'm tired of this, you know, talking about Bijan Robinson. And I don't mean your question, I just mean, what are we doing here? This guy is one of the three best football players in this draft, bar none. There are not three more talented football players than B. John Robinson. I'm tired of hearing about positional value. Look, I, I understand, for example, the Tennessee Titans have not won a Super Bowl. I get that. You can't find four teams in the AFC that have won more games than the Tennessee Titans over the last five years. They are actually right up there with the Kansas City Chiefs and Buffalo Bills for how many games they've won during the regular season. And they've been to an AFC championship game. Derrick Henry helps them win football games. You watch the Bengals and Bills in the playoffs. What was the biggest difference? Everyone had the Bills winning that game. What was the biggest difference in that game to me? One of those teams could run the football and the other one couldn't, right, in the playoffs. When the Bills couldn't run the football, everyone knows they can't run the football. They lose by three scores. The Bengals, I understand, they've got all those weapons, and of course you know them well. A lot of them went to LSU, but they can run the football. They're a little bit more balanced than I think people give them credit for, right? Because it's easy to give all the credit to Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and as terrific as they are, you know, Joe Mixon, Samaje P. Ryan, that O-line, they've been a big part of the success. Um, that they had, especially this past year. Bijan Robinson was one of the three best football players in this class. I'll tell you what, I don't know if this is going to be popular because, you know, this is a Saints show and uh, NFC. If I, if I was the Philadelphia Eagles picking at 10, I wouldn't think twice, okay? First of all, you're not supposed to be picking at 10. You went to a Super Bowl, right? You got that pick. Uh, I'm sorry to bring up, you know, bad memories. You got that pick from the Saints in a deal that maybe didn't work Thanks. out so well, I think. Yeah, it didn't work out so well, I think for New Orleans. So you're in a you're in a bit of a luxurious position. And look, they're going to have a lot of holes this summer, more than people think. they got a ton of free agents. They're going to have to restock the cupboard at some of the other positions, especially on the D-line, you know, where they're probably not going to get Nadama Kung Sue back and Linval Joseph. You look at corner, there are going to be some bodies they need there, Ed Rusher. So they have a few more holes to fill, I think, this summer than people think. But I would still think long and hard about taking Bijan Robinson there at 10 over. I don't think there's another player in this draft that impacts the Philadelphia Eagles at number 10 overall, like Bijan Robinson can. You put him in that backfield with Jalen Hurts, what a nightmare. You're not supposed to be picking at 10, as I said. Take advantage of a luxurious position that you're very fortunate to be in. Don't overthink it. Miles Sanders is an unrestricted free agent. You're probably not bringing him back. Draft Bijan Robinson. Again, do not overthink it. If he gets past there at 10, I'll tell you, you have a harder time figuring out where he's going to go. I still think he goes in the first round. He absolutely should. I think an underrated team there. Again, if he gets past Philly at 10, I look at the Detroit Lions at 18th overall. That's their second of two first-round picks, right? So at that point, they they might be feeling a bit better. We got a defensive stud 
at six because I'm very confident that's what they're going to do. Take a guy like Miles Murphy or a Tyree Wilson, or I doubt a Will Anderson's going to be there, but a, a, you know him or a Jalen Carter. You're going to take one of those four best defensive players, I think, at six overall. Uh, and then at 18, you can come back and say, you know what? DeAndre Swift hasn't quite worked out the way we hoped he would. We're going to go ahead and take Bijan Robinson here. You know, so so Justin, this is really quick, and I'll let you go. Uh, you know, just in case anyone was questioning your draft credentials, I remember this vividly because we had you on after the second, after day two of the draft last year, and I remember at the end of our conversation, I asked you, okay, who is stands out to you as someone who's still on the board who shouldn't be and will be going early in round four? And you said, oh. No brainer, Kada and tight end. He's going to be off the board early. the The fourth round starts. First pick, Kada and off the board. <laughs> I was like, ah, nailed it. Uh, and I thought that was fantastic. Um, but you know, and you did a lot of work pre-draft last year. You talked to a lot of players. I remember Alante Taylor was one that you talked with. Where can people find your work? And you know, is there anything kind of coming up that you're working on that people should keep an eye out for? Absolutely. So first of all, I just uh, had partnered up with this. I know it's a little in the past now, but I had partnered up with the Senior Bowl this year, teamed up. We did Draft Network with Jim Nagy and all the fantastic people there in Alabama. And uh, we did an interview series with players who were at the Senior Bowl in two weeks. Uh, I, I, I interviewed 50 kids that were at the Senior wow. Bowl over those past two weeks. All of all those interviews can be read um, on the draftnetwork.com. And I'm following that up right now with another interview series, of course, with these kids going through the pre-draft process. I think I've already published about 10 or 15 of them, and I only started about two weeks ago. You can pretty much look forward to a new one every single day. Um, When the combine comes to a conclusion, I'm going to be sitting down with probably somewhere between 75 to 100 of these draft picks um, from between now and the end of April. So I'll be extremely busy. I always get these kids on the phone and I tell them, uh, you know, I'm probably almost as busy as you. You're my 98th interview this year. <laughs> and, they, and they always look back at me and go, no, 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 no. You're way busier than I am. That's absolutely ridiculous. So uh, I think sometimes I'm a little busier than I give myself credit for, but a uh, ton of interviews coming to the draft network. We're, we're doing seven round mocks on every team. I actually had a recent article on the Saints talking about uh, three running backs. I think they should target in the middle rounds. I thought that was a really fun piece. I looked at maybe someone that, you know, if they can either pair up with Alvin Kamara or, you know, if, if this continues to play out, uh, a guy that could even maybe replace him for the first half of the season if need be. Uh, so that's a fun article Saints fans might want to go read. I looked at a couple dual threat guys that I really think would fit that backfield in rounds, you know, three to five or so. But if you love learning about interviews, you love learning about these kids, I ask all, you know, I, I get a lot of information on pre-draft visits. So lots of same stuff uh, coming your way. Draftnetwork.com. Twitter is at Justin M underscore NFL. Definitely appreciate it, Justin. High energy, high information. You can get it all from Justin Mello on the Draft Network. Be sure to follow him too. Appreciate the time and we'll be talking to you soon, my man. Appreciate you always. Thank you, Dow. Thanks. That's a wrap on that segment here on WWL. Coming back with more, Jeff, Steve, and Charlie back after the break. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.